This is Bibliophile, the terrible book exchange podcast. I am your co-host, Mick Dickinson. That's and, uh, not how it goes. Damn it. Main welcome. Welcome. The, the, the uh, terrible book exchange podcast wherein a wife and her husband get each other the worst books they can find at their local library. For this episode of Bibliophile, uh, Nick read a book, and then I read a book, it and is, we got them on Kindle. It has been a while. They've been on Kindle. Uh, which listen to? No. Um, Yours is by Dakota Cassidy. Yes, yeah, the same one of Color Me Tickled or whatever. <laughs> the worst. Now I have to look up what I did, what I read. Which slept? By Dakota Cassidy and Susan Red. Blow. Three Little Pigs Retold by Demelza Carlton. Oh. Welcome to Bibliovile. My name is, like I said uh, in the very professional intro, Mick Dickinson. And I'm Susan Dickinson. And we are your co-hosts for this evening. And we actually have a, a new person to introduce you to that uh, uh, we said a month ago. We are going to add to the... Uh, oh, here he is. Oh, well, here the, he is, we chewing go- his toy really loudly. That we right are going to add to the podcast. And then it turns out we are so enraptured with this cute little Bubba's that uh, uh, we forgot to record an episode for a, a month. So. so if you hear some chewing, that's Finn. That's Finn. Finn, say hi. <laughs> he oh said, boy, good boy. boy. He says hi. For some reason, Sue calls him Bubba's. We have no idea what it means or why she started saying it. Eh. It just kind of fits. It just does kind he's of fit. He's a good Bubba's. He's, yeah, he's good Bubba's. He's a pit bull boxer, mostly pit bull mix. Uh, he loves carrying toys in his mouth and cuddling. So he's pretty much the best dog. And he poops five times a day. <laughs> and he loves cuddling and he farts a bunch. So, so he's, he's my basically dog. basically Mick. Yeah, and he's got a huge head. So he's basically Sue. Aw, he likes Mick the most, so well, yeah. I also like Mick the most. So, hey, yeah. nice. He works. Um, we are here to tell you about the bad books that we've got. We're very sorry that we were away for a month, but I'm sure you didn't notice. Uh, judging by the lack of responses to our Bibliovile Twitter or anything being like, hey, where's an episode? So, uh, we're back. We're back, and instead of... Instead of getting books at the library this time, we got books on Kindle. And the reason for that is that my sister, loyal listener Michelle Johnson, sent Mick and I both a direct message on Twitter independently telling us about a bad book that she found. And there are no details because it will be coming up at some point. And And Mick's response was, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting that for Sue. And then he bought it on Kindle. And my response was... Ooh, we should do another couples episode when we see you for Labor Day. And then both of us failed to communicate that with the other. And so Mick had gotten the book online, and then I got him a book online, and then he had to get me a different book online, and it was a whole thing. Yeah. Good story, Um, Susan. Yep. Uh, so we we did Kindle, so people actually got money for this. Sue, you read Blow, the story of the three pigs. Yours was free. Oh, well, it, it fits the bill then. Yeah. Uh, yours is not. I'm going to fully come clean. I don't think this is ever going to happen, and I wanted it to uh, this most recent weekend where we in Chicago or at some point, but it's not going to happen, that this is a part, your book is a part of a series of fairy tales retold, and I was going to give one to every single member of our family and have oh, them ambush no. you with an episode of Bibliovile. 
But the thought of not only organizing that, but also impressing upon them needing to read bad books with their very tight schedules was something that I did not think was going to happen. Give me that toy. Give me that also, toy. Also, it, it didn't we Ooh. did that with Midnight Sins last year, and for your 25th birthday, fun. we surprised you. I don't know that this series would be super great for... Uh, it, well. like... It was bad, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the kind of insanely awful where you would want to read all of them. I see. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get your uh, views on Blow afterwards. <laughs> or, <laughs> or later, I should say. Not after. The podcast, that would be self-defeating. But first I want to hear you tell me more about Dakota Cassidy. I know... A couple episodes ago, you forgot the name of the book, didn't you? you which slapped. Uh-huh. A couple episodes ago, I had gotten you a book by an author that we'd already read before, the and you were recent. very, very impressed by her growth um, from the book that we originally read until this past one. Yeah, crazy nasty ass honey badger. Does the same go for this book? Has Dakota Cassidy also grown a lot and improved as a writer? Did you secretly love this one? Uh, no. Ask me how the book was. How was the book? It was all right. That's literally all I have to say. Oh, okay. Was, short episode. It's short episode. Uh, our theme music, no, it is just there, man. Like, yeah. There's a witch. She got her powers taken away, but she can still hear a ghost, but it's the ghost power that allows them to do it. It's not presented in like a dumb enough way to be fun. There's a murder mystery where a medium who actually is a medium, but. Like a size medium? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, it's in Seattle, of course, because all urban witches are. Yeah, clearly. And they all take after Yasmin Gallner. Yeah. I wish they, I wish they would. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, there's a murder mystery afoot, and she's the number one suspect, but there's more red herring than a factory fish farm until finally <laughs> uh, it turns out that it was the ghosts that she's talking to's brother. And it's relatively heartwarming, but is never good. Or, but it's also never bad. So that was Witch Slapped. Uh, don't read it. It's quick and dirty, but le- leaves you feeling unsatisfied, like if McDonald's sold marshmallows. So how is Blow? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, uh, I, I'm sorry. No, I know that's this is not okay. fun. This was just like, okay. That was, the, that was the overall emotion that I got from the book was like, well, I I certainly did read that. That's I was going to have this whole thing because at one point she talked to the cops and said something about like, well, I know what sort of events happen when people get disrespectful from cops. I'm like, is that really how you're going to explain officer-involved shootings and yeah. killings? And then nothing else happened the rest of the book to give me enough for a thesis. So instead, here we are with me mainly looking and talking to my dog. <laughs> Who just slobbered what? all over your pants. I know. Why are you such a slobbery boy, huh? Because he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Well, um, I read a different book. That's <laughs> that good. was not that book. I mean, I've read different books, too. I could talk about those. You want me to talk about those? Yeah, what are you reading these days? Um, a lot of nonfiction. Uh, a lot of stuff on Revolution for some reason. Uh, oh, oh uh, we could tell this story. This is a fun one. I got to fight a cop. Is this a fun story? I think it is. I got, okay. to, I got to fight a cop. Tell me more fun. about fighting a cop. Uh, well, this first part's not a fun part of it. We had to do active shooter drills because I'm a teacher and the United States cannot make... A- uh, hey, bud. You're really ruining the uh, the, me- the message here. Uh, the United States cannot make active uh, 
steps on gun control. And so I now as a teacher have to practice uh, what to do if I get shot at. And so they had uh, police officers who seemed way too excited to come in and pretend to shoot people, uh, come in and pretend to shoot us with airsoft guns. And then at one point we were supposed to run out of classroom and I ran into him. So I wrestled him for the gun and it was like, (laughs) I wrestled the cop. He won. But if he had not been like a literal 250 pound police officer, I'm pretty sure I would have beat him. Very proud of you. Yeah. I got scrapper of the day award. So next time at my, you know, fists in the air support group, I can talk about the time I fought a cop. And let's tell about it. Good. I'm the, definitely no, let you president on the spot. Yeah, definitely no privilege here. Oh, um, way too easy, bud. It's because he just desperately wants someone to play. This this episode is going very well because we are so distracted by how cute our dog is. Yeah. He's I'm pretty a, great. Yeah, and you and I both read a book recently. It was about the uh, fall of the Roman Republic. It was uh, very good. But the generation before the Caesars. Uh, it was called The Storm Before the Storm by Mike Duncan. He also hosts a podcast called Revolutions. So if you have a, a lot of stuff, uh, uh, a lot of free time and you want to get smarter, uh, it's narrative nonfiction. And so it's really, really good. Um, I am currently reading a book called Ghosts of Spain, which is about the aftermath of the Spanish Civil War, which is very cool, especially for a person that lived there for a bit. And then I'm also reading Crazy Rich Asians, which is phenomenally written and incredibly fun and Mick I gotta tell you I'm taking you to go see the movie I've heard the movie is also very fun and over the top okay I can't wait to see rich people I know I know I love them I know it's gonna be great but until then let's talk a little bit about blow Blow. how if you could sum it up in its quality in one word or maybe two um Kinda blows. <laughs> well, yeah. So this book is part of a series that is a variety of different retellings of classic fairy tales. And this is supposed to be a retelling of the three little pigs. <laughs> which retellings of fairy tales was a huge genre throughout the majority of the the two thousands to early tens. Um so yeah. it was like a huge, huge, huge thing. I don't know that I've ever read a retelling of the the three little pigs. There re- no, there's the one where it's the from the Big Bad Wolf's point of view. Remember that children's book? Oh, I suppose where you're like, right. It's the newspaper, but a love story. Yeah, romance, a fairy tale. Yeah, children, like a pigs. sex book about the three little pigs. Are, okay, we need to get this out in the open. Are the three little pigs in this book? No, the three little pigs are a metaphor. Boo. The three little pigs are actually three women who are triplets. That's not nice. Yeah. So. So one does it on straw, one does it on sticks, and no. the other does it on bricks. So there is uh, there is a young man at the beginning of the book in the prologue. His name is Rudolph. That's not the big bad wolf. Song. And, oh, but it is. And Rudolph. He has a shiny red nose. Probably. Dick. But he is sent from his home kingdom in the north to live in this island kingdom in the south um, as like a, Exchange oh, it program. happened in like the in Game of Thrones where like, uh, like hostage. Like, kind of, ward. yeah, kind of like a hostage, a ward, yep. And so he becomes very good friends with the king that he lives with and he's a few years older than the king's triplet daughters.
And then our air conditioner explodes. Um, our house is making some noises that probably aren't good. Okay, you keep talking. Oh, it's fine. It's the sun. Is it fine? Yes. Okay. Jeez, how much did you poop? It's not the septic tank. It's the <laughs> sump. Are those two different things? I don't actually know what a sump pump does. Yeah, it takes the poop out from your toilet and puts it in it. We don't have a septic tank. We have a sewer. A sump pump pumps the water out of your soil so it doesn't flood your foundation. Neat. So you learned something this podcast. In Blow, uh, in the prologue of I Blow, love that Nirvana album. Uh, Rudolph is tasked at finding the little girls because they've disappeared. So this is in our opening paragraph. So wait, how, okay, how old are the triplets? Um, at this point, he's like 10, and they're 6 or 7. Why do they put a 10-year-old in charge of this? I don't know. Rudolph ran on until he almost fell over the lip of the pool, or what had been the pool. Perhaps even this morning it still held water, but now, is he now it held three wriggling, shrieking girls as they played in liquid mud. Alive. Safe. All three. Portia, Lena, and Arlie, so covered in Lame. mud he couldn't tell them apart. Not that it was an easy matter anyway, given the girls looked identical. Rudolph's heart dared to beat again, and he took a deep breath. <laughs> Watch it, in. Nurse, he shouted. I, Indeed. <laughs> I have Hello, found your three little pigs. And that's how we get this to be an allegory for the three little pigs, is because in the prologue, when the triplets are little girls, they play in the mud. Once. Just, just one time. Ben, uh. <laughs> she's, she's more like your mom than your love interest. Come on. Beware when our dog drops, drops toys in your lap. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, then we go through Rudolph falling in love with Portia as they grow up. He teaches her how to ride and he teaches her how to shoot. And we have interactions like this. Can we go riding now? Portia, de Portia demanded. The woman child had all the impatience of a child while her body grew uh, more and more into a woman's form. Jesus. Uh, uh, the woman child was like, had the brain of a child, but the vagina of, of a, a woman. woman. What? Um, then, sexier than the temperament of a child. Yeah, so That's why sexy. I love baby voice so much. Um, and then of he then he is talking to her father, and her father's talking about like, oh, like I need a man who can control her. And do you think that's you? Rudolph bursts out laughing. Control Portia? I pity the man who tries. I can't drive stick. She will huff and puff and blow his manhood away. We just keep making weird references to the yeah, three little pigs that are bad. Yeah, this isn't a retelling. This is just a uh, uh, reference-heavy book. Yeah. Um. Then there's some weird interactions between male characters. Ooh. Uh, Callum had Callum's expression had twisted into a sneer. You're only kissing Angus's arse, so he'll let your lackwit son Hello, marry sirs. his daughter. He turned and lifted his tunic. Bearing his own hairy arse to emphasize his point. Like, why are grown men mooning each other? No, but it doesn't even emphasize point. Oh, kissing his ass. Okay, I get it. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the good, good ango that I know. It took several cries of, put it away, and one, no one wants to kiss your hairy butt cheeks, you old walrus, before Callum finally sat down. So this is both, like, 
low fantasy and modern. When does this take place? Oh, it's supposed to be like um Cinderella. Like medieval-ish. Yeah. Like so- Vi- like he's a viking, Rudolph is a viking. Oh. So it's like a combination of the 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 people from How to Train Your Dragon and the people from Moana. Neither of which are movies that you've seen, so that was not a very helpful I reference. Am, but I, I am, haven't seen any of the movies that you've seen. I am told that I sound like the main character from How to Train Your Dragon. Bubble? You do. Booger? I don't What's remember. Oh. Jay Baruchel is the guy who voices him. Um, at one point, a character references the story of the three little pigs and says, everyone knows the story of the three little pigs. You right. can't lock that girl up. It's pointless. She will only escape as soon as it suits her. That's not the story of the three little pigs at all. I don't think the author knew what the story was. I think she just knew that there were three pigs. Everyone knows the story of Goldilocks. Bears are frightening. Yeah. But it's not even that, because I don't think anyone gets locked up in the three little pigs. No, everyone they knows, build houses. Everyone knows the story of the three little pigs. NASCAR is a fun sport to watch. <laughs> um, This is very exciting. While I flip through my notes. I'm not editing a second of this. I just want this to be like Bibliovile colon rough cut. Yeah. Well, Pretty rough ep- cut. I'm sure that Rudolph is pretty rough cut, too. Hey, this quote is from page 69. Nice! And I don't remember why I highlighted it. Nice. I'm going to skip over it. Oh, then we get to a part where our main character, the male main character, really decides to that he is into her. Rudolph cursed. Now he had a raging heart on. Oh, a hole where his heart used to be, well, a put horse the heart that didn't want to do anything he told it to, and a king to find who might kill him on sight to please his queen. Like, why do we need to talk about your boner right now? You a really raging heart on, that. a hole in his heart, and a heart on in his heart. I kind of really want to know if you can hear that toy squeaking. I assume you can. Lady Portia, I just wanted to say that you have no need to defend yourself now, for I would be delighted to do it for you. My sword is always ready. Portia followed his gaze to his sword hilt, raising her eyebrows at the tent his other sword had pitched beneath his tunic. Yikes. Yeah, there's just a lot of, like, weird, awkward grossness. Hey, that's my teenage autobiography. Yeah. Um, At one point, Rudolph is trying to explain that he does not want to marry this other queen, but instead he wants to marry Portia. And he says, your queen is like a statue made of gold and ivory, a goddess our ancestors might have worshipped in the old faith. Portia is a mighty blaze wrapped in lamb's wool. All that passion and power trapped in a person as soft as goose down. If she were a Stop man, mixing metaphors. she would be a warrior so mighty even I would fear her. But she is a woman and all I want to do is stoke that blaze, feed it and protect it until she's willing to engulf me with that roaring passion. He says this to her dad. Hey, bro. Want to fuck your daughter? She looks like Real she's good hard. in the sack. Yeah. What, like, do any of these characters deserve this? sort of thing is Portia a 
person in this book or like not super we don't spend a whole lot of time with her what yeah crazy right no um at who's rudolph is he like he's a prince i assume he's yeah so he's a queen? he's a viking hey, hey. prince look at finn's dick he's just it's weird he has a penis um finn is a viking prince who is sent no, to live with dog. these Oh, sorry. Rudolph is a Viking prince, and he's sent to live with these island people, and he falls in love with Portia, who's the princess of the island people. And so the other and two then triplets don't factor in There's this. another... No, they just marry random people. And right. then there's another kingdom that takes over the islands, and so Rudolph goes back to his kingdom to get help, and then come back and rescue the island kingdom so that he can marry Portia... And he, like, he teams up with this person who can set a bunch of stuff on fire? Like a magician? Yeah. Or like, like an a, arsonist? a witch. A witch. Oh. Um, so there's magic. Yes. And so when they first team up and they're getting ready to take over the first of the islands, she says, what would you have me burn first? The fire burned in her eyes now and it was a terrifying thing. My Roy Isle and every other island where Albans seek to hide, Lewis said, splashing out of the sea. He shrugged off Rudolph's and Rona's stairs. What? I'm the lord of the Myroy. I can burn it if I want to. He fumbled around under his cloak and pulled out a jug of mead Rudolph thought he'd left on the shore at Myroy. Lewis uncorked the jug and lifted it in toast. To winning this damned war. And then she sets the entire fucking island on fire. And so they, like, go through and burn all of these islands to root out the bad people. And then they uh. take all the good people into their army. But, like, of course there's all these... That's conscription there's all these like rumors and stuff about this person who's taking over everything and how his name is the wolf just randomly we have no reason for why his name is the wolf other than we need it to because this is supposed to be something about the three little pigs and uh portia hears about this and she says why do they call him the wolf surely the prince has a name she knows it's a prince but she doesn't know who it is (laughs) he has many names lady said damon the wolf or the wolf prince Lately, the one I hear most from the Albans is the big bad wolf. He sounds like a villain from a children's tale, but he threatens grown men as well as children. Like, be more subtle, maybe a little bit. Um, then no, the, the title of this book is wrong. It doesn't blow. It sucks. Yeah. So then he eventually gets to Portia. He rec- rescues her. But then he has to admit, like, I'm the wolf. I'm the one that you are scared of me. Because I commit war crimes. Yeah. But then they get married and then they have sex. Nice. Except the first time they have sex, she's still scared of him. And so he, like, hurts her really badly. Not nice. And so then the second time she's still scared and she's like, can you check to see if I'm wounded down there? Rudolph swallowed. This is going to be gross. <laughs> oh. He wanted nothing more than to be inside of her, loving her, like Rydar did his queen, which was his friend who has real good sex with his wife. But if it meant hurting her, of course I will check. He climbed onto the bed and knelt between her legs. He lifted his gaze to caress the soft skin of her inner thighs, remembering how glorious it had felt to plunge between them when you hurt her. Yeah. Great memory. Sliding between those wet lips, gleaming so tantalizingly before him now. Perfect, unbroken skin with no wound to be seen. You look perfect to me. And then she rises onto her elbows, still frowning. Did you check inside? It wasn't until you were inside me that I started hurting. 
this is so gross. He lifted her legs over her shoulders, parting her lower Wait. lips with his fingers, and that's how they go into the sex scene. He lifted He's her like, legs over her shoulders? Over his shoulders. Sure, okay. Does this guy not know how vaginas work? He's like, oh, you're not literally... <laughs> you have no cuts that I can see. It's just weird... And then in the final sex scene when they're having good sex because he, like, magically learns how to please her, her breasts heaved as she fought to catch her breath, huffing and puffing as though she intended to blow the very castle down around them. You know what? When I love it when women orgasm is like this. (laughs) You know, you really hit the sweet spot when she's like, Finn is very concerned. This is my microphone. This has been a rough episode. It was just absolutely terrible episode. Like this book was just so incredibly dumb. Like it was like they they came up with the idea of taking fairy tales and turning them into sex books. Didn't know how to do it, so that they just made up weird sex books that had vague allusions to the titles of children's stories that they didn't fully remember yeah it's like how rumpelstiltskin is a 12 year old boy that falls in love with a 30 year old woman and just goes after it you know Mm. is that yeah just like it's on snapchat what (laughs) oh um (laughs) rumpelstiltskin is a 12 year old boy no that's the point he's an old man i fell asleep and he can spin Uh, gold and he loses his magic if you make him say his name or something or is he the one that took a nap? No, he's the one where he can spin straw into gold and he'll help women do it. But if he does, they have to give him their firstborn child unless they can guess his name. And they have three tries to guess his oh. name. Well, and so then someone followed, followed him and figured out that his name was Rumpelstiltskin. So that she could keep her baby. And then she got he got really mad. She guessed his Who's name. Who's the one that falls fall asleep? Rip Van Winkle? That's that's uh <laughs> that's Sleeping Beauty? No, the the guy who falls asleep for like fifty years. That's not Rumpelstiltskin? No. Who is it? I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like there's two different Rumpelstiltskin stories. Excuse me, Finn. Anyway, this has been a very professional and enlightening okay. episode of Bibliobile. I think I will edit that part out. Um <laughs> this is Rumpel the worst Stilskin. episode of all time. I don't care. Uh, I don't care about him on friggin' Once Upon a Time. Who's the one that falls asleep? I have no idea who you're talking about. Is that a fairy tale? Or a. Hi, did I scare you? It is Rip Van Winkle. I have never heard. Well, who's Rip Van Winkle? Well, for for something, it's Vanilla Ice. Um, is like his, the rapper? Yeah. Is his... Uh, I think. What? Hold on. Like from Ice Ice Baby? Yeah. Now we're just so deep. Uh, Vanilla Ice. His real name is... Matthew Von Winkle. Robert Van Winkle. His name is Robert Van Winkle. So none of those things. Listen, Linda, I'm just going to input uh, input Ninja Rap in here, and it's going to make the whole episode worth it. 
The theme song to our music is Babe in the Night by the band Elixir off of their album Rampant. Our show Twitter is at B-I-B-L-I-O-V-I-L-E. I'm on Twitter at at Susan J with three U's. You can find me on Twitter at Dickima. Uh, we will be better the next time, I hope. But to be fair, we did not take up a ton of your time. <laughs> as, I look, as I look at this right now, it is less than half an hour. Thank you for listening to the worst episode of Biblia Vile yet. And Have a good night, Matt. before we bought a microphone. Uh, all these monsters coming to you. You know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Go, 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 go. Go, ninja, go, ninja, go. Go, ninja, go, ninja, go. Got it.